Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our overgloves together for Tooth Life Irene and Katrina the Wine Genist. Episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast with your peeps, Katrina and Irene. Irene and Katrina. Hey, Irene, 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 Irene and Katrina. Irene. What's up, girlfriend? Hey, girl. Hey, Hi. how are you doing? Beautiful. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? You beautiful flower woman. You. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why you think I look like a flower woman. I want to know. Be- I don't, you just look beautiful. No, I don't. And I have significant angioedema in my face. I'm just I'm trying to be a good friend. Unrecognizable right now. I have concerns about your appearance, <laughs> but I but I want you to know that you're still the same beautiful person on the inside. On the in on the inside. Yeah, yeah. Your hair is pretty. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> help me. Help me. Help you. Oh, peeps, 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 peeps. If you guys have been listening to the last weeks of episodes, you'll know that uh, I some for some reason have had like un un idiopathic hives all over my body so i I feel like it's gotten worse though it has because i don't those of you who have listened throughout this journey like this has been happening for many months and you thought it was a wine allergy yes right but it's really amplified yes i feel like over the past few weeks and i like i'm like concerned yeah i am too uh so december 31st uh January 1st I woke up and like hives from head to toe and didn't know why and then uh over the course of the last seven days I haven't been to work like I I haven't been able to put pants on for more than like two hours like two hours is my pants maximum um so with the hives you're itchy but yeah. you're also swollen. Yeah, yeah. So there, like, the hives are kind of a come and go thing. So there's certain yeah. days where I have lots of them, like, and we're talking about like in the in the four or five dozen of them, uh, if not more. And then they grow, and then they go away, and then new ones come every every day. I wake up, and I'm like, I wonder where the hives are today. And I have a really hard time sleeping because it's so itchy. Um, oh, and then is there anything that gives them relief? Uh, yeah, yeah. If I take like a cold shower, that helps. Uh, and okay. I have like I don't know. I'm, I ended up at the emerge uh, a couple of nights Ooh. ago because I had some significant swelling in my face and I was like having trouble swallowing. And they gave oh. me some pretty strong stuff. Um, and so I've just been home, like doing my thing on the couch, watching all of the Netflix. Um, and yeah, my face is really swollen, which is why I look funny to you because I had like angioedema is what that's called on my right side of my face, my eye, my cheek, my lip. It looked like it had like lip fillers. The last time we spoke, yeah, yeah. the swelling of the It was one, a good look for you. It was a good look on one side. And I was like, okay, yeah. I wouldn't mind if like the other side swells up just a tiny bit because I had some really nice cheekbones going on. But then the next morning I looked like a gargoyle, gargoyle. And then just hives everywhere. So I have an appointment with an allergist tomorrow, my allergist. And um, I've eliminated like 98% of the things that I eat. So I'm only allowed Mm -hmm. for the past like five days, I've only been eating um, potatoes, meat, and that's it. 
just potatoes oh. and meat. I'm allowed to have rice too, but I haven't ventured onto. The, I'm like leaving that for like a special occasion. Mm-hmm. To like, yeah, reintroduce <laughs> things into my diet. You're like, babe, it's our anniversary. Get some rice. <laughs> get me some rice, Lou. Boil the water. We're Lou. making rice tonight, Lou. Get going. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh. I mean, like deep diving into YouTube to figure out you figure out what's wrong and there's a lot of different like theories it could be stress related there could be like autoimmune issues going on I don't know family history of hypothyroidism in my family apparently like spontaneous hives can be a manifestation of early onset of hypothyroidism so I don't know but we'll Mm -hmm. we'll you know let me tell you Irene first of all I I really want you to get better because it makes me sad that you're uncomfortable like this I mean I just really Um, want you to come over here and give me a really like aggressive hug like that I like that's exactly what I want just give me I want to I want to hug the shit out of you that's what I want (laughs) to do um but I also want you to know that one of the indicators of me having celiac disease was I had a rash that would not go away so you know I think it's important um, yes, yeah, sometimes I think we subscribe initially to like when hives happen that there's an allergy, but there are a lot right. of underlying autoimmune challenges that are also in alignment with that. I, I, yeah. I hope that we can get to the bottom of what's going oh, on we for will. you. I'm, I'm, I'm certain of it. It's just a matter yeah. of time. And it's hard because of COVID. Like my allergist yeah. appointment tomorrow luckily is in person, but most of the appointments that they do is um, – is virtual and I'm like how can you diagnose someone by just seeing them I understand like all props to the the telehealth and telemedicine peeps out there mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but I don't know so I'm happy that I get to go in tomorrow um I burst into tears on the phone with the doctor when he's like yeah you've got to be off all of the antihistamines before you see me and I'm like, oh I yeah because they're gonna do the I don't know how I'm gonna thing. survive like I, I said no I'm like I can't do it like I can't I cannot be off of and the antihistamines aren't really responding well like they're helping managing the itching but it's still Ugh. like itching level is of the 10 without antihistamines I'm probably at like a seven which oh. I'm like scratching myself now. It's so hard. But anywho, so we'll figure it out. But that's that's what's oh. going on in my world. Living my best oh, no. life. 2021. What up? <laughs> I have I have hashtag concerns about that. But <laughs> this is ha- um, I'm living my best life, guys. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe we need a new tagline for you in 2021. <laughs> living my wor- living my hive life. Is that <laughs> living my hive life? Hive- High five, High five, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Aww. it's okay. I'm sorry. It's all good. There, okay. are, there are people living in the world with way worse. So That's if true. This is the, if this is what you got for me, I'll take it. Yeah. That's right? gratitude right there. I'll That's take so it. Good. Mm, so good. Well, I'll tell you, I just spent the past um, couple of days at the Dental Speaker Institute Jumpstart yes. Program. Yes. Yes. How was and that? So amazing. It looked amazing. Um, it's it's okay. So a few things. Number one, they she started doing this program in 2017, Vanessa Emerson, and I went in 2017, the very first iteration of it, and she's grown so much, and it's incredible. But that really was the thing that that was the catalyst that launched my career was attending this conference. And at okay. the time, I like. I didn't have the money to go. I like put the course admission like on a credit card and what you know what I mean. Like you yeah, just yeah. you're like oh, this is my dream. This is what I want to do. It out and and do I'm it later. yeah totally. And I'm so grateful that I did it. But here's what what has happened, Irene. Um, so the last, I mean, I've done some live programs, but you and I both know that like 
as a speaker, if you're going and speaking for like one gig versus going to ADHA, RDH under one roof, right? Voices of dentistry. Like there are certain things where like everybody just happens to be there. Yeah. And it's like a big like reunion of like yeah. all the all the people. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? So we haven't had that in 2020, right? right. Like we we had voices of dentistry. Right. We had Chicago. That was Mid-Winter. the last one. Chicago Midwinter, yes. Greater and then New after York. that. It was like Greater New York, Chicago Midwinter, Chicago Midwinter, Voices Midwinter, of Dentistry, and BOD, done. KO. So yeah. it's been like a year, basically. I mean, yeah, 11 months. Ooh, I got to chill. Like, whatever, you know, 11 months. But <clears throat> it's been almost an entire year since we've all like been together. So, of course, I was super excited to like see all the people and do all the things yeah. and and they they had like a code of conduct like you have to wear your mask you have to socially distance we we were socially distanced at the tables like they yeah. had hand sanitizer we had to do temperature check like all yeah. you know all the things so, like you can't hug people but like you want to but you can't right. but you want to you know the whole thing but i will say um being present at events like that it's and traveling and staying in a hotel and all of those things that's a muscle that i had been working that I have not been working right. in 2020. Yeah. So being back in that, it was a lot of stimulation. Like yeah. I yeah, didn't really, because all of us were drained and it's like, the, it, it just is. It's like this, the sounds and all the people and you go down to the hotel bar and everybody's there and bopping and you're like, whoa, you know, and I consider yeah. myself an extrovert, but even me being an extrovert, I'm like, whoa. I mean, I need to like recharge. So this evening, Is that why I'm you went definitely for a hike today. <laughs> I need to be. One I did. With, I need to be I one hiked. with nature. I need to be by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I well, um, yes. Yeah, so I I did go on a hike, um, which at some point I we will tell the viewers about why I was on a hike and who I was with. But um, I was on a hike, and it. Um, it was really nice to be able to get away from nature. And interestingly enough, I did hike today to the highest point in Phoenix, um, like right up to the top of the summit. And you can see like the entire valley. And it was really amazing. Um, I was super hungover. And so you get <laughs> to the point in the hike where your muscles are shaking. They're like atrophying and they yeah. like need glucose real bad. And you're like, oh no. But I made it all the way up the mountain and back down. So it was really great. Um, cool. but yeah, I definitely, I'm going to decompress tonight. I'm going to order, um, you know, Chipotle on Postmates and, um, just have a couple white claws and chill out with the doggos on the couch because it's just been give for a white claw and some chipotle right now oh man i'm telling you that is living the high life <laughs> yeah but i'll be i'll i'll clink my um i'll clink my white claw to you irene oh, as i drink my f- uh, seventh uh, no this is so this is five tenth glass of water today water's so good it's gonna cleanse all the things for you i probably should be drinking water but i'm yeah. not Speaking of well, things good. that we should be doing, um, you know, one of the things that I absolutely love when we are, you know, working on patients is taking a look at some of the things that we should be doing from a aerosol reduction standpoint. And yeah. I know we've talked about this a lot on our podcast, but one of the things that we haven't talked about that I did want to kind of open the floor up to and to talk to you about is um, using lasers to help reduce microbial load or microbial counts before we generate aerosols so have you looked into any of that or have uh, you have I you seen you any of that just got my laser 
Did I tell you this? What? What? Your diode? Yeah. Did I tell you that? I, like, finally, I got my Sura laser in my practice. <gasps> Do you love? It's I, pretty. I the just Sura got laser. it. It just came okay. in. Okay. So. Uh, fun fact. Also, thank you to our peeps at Dense Plus Verona for all of your yes. amazing support. We love you. Cheers to um, the yes. Yes. I, so I, when I opened a practice, I knew that I needed a laser and I really liked the Sura laser. I saw it at a trade show and uh, in the United mm-hmm. States of America. 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 I can't do it. I try. Um, and then I was told by our peeps at DS that eventually it'll be available in Canada. So I held off and I held off. And like finally my my doc that works with me is like, we're referring a lot of little like things out that could be used with a laser, like phrenectomies. Like nobody mm-hmm. wants to use a scalpel for certain Mm-mm. like mild I think he'll so fast with a laser. Right. Like sometimes yeah. you can't get away with it and you have to do phrenectomies with, with the 10 blade. But, um, you know, you could do a lot of them with lasers especially in the kids so finally it came in and I'm going to be posting an unboxing of it in the upcoming (sighs) weeks and also I'm getting trained like our whole team is getting trained Mm -hmm. on it um it really is like pretty superior to a lot of the other lasers on the market I mean just by the stats that I and the the fact FAQ sheets that I've been reading like there's some great resources online that help you compare the different features to all of them and mm-hmm. I like that it's adaptable to perio to surge even to endo like using it for pulpotomy and pulpectomy yeah um, and like, isn't that a question you get a lot like what laser do you recommend like I want to I want right. to like one size fits all laser something that's going to be the jack of all trades yeah. and the Sura laser is that which is so right. nice because for hygienists that are that want to get a laser in the office and you have to have that conversation with the doc, how much nicer is it to be able to say it does everything? It's, it do, yeah, yeah, you can use it too. Like there are the problem- hygiene lasers on the market that you could buy that are um, a fraction of the price, but they also have a fraction of the features. So Correct. if your practice ever go, grows, then um, yeah. So I, I love it. I bought a little cart for it so it can mm-hmm. cart around because my biggest fear with things are like dropping them, but. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan, and I did a lot of laser therapy in my previous practices where we, you know, put together pretty comprehensive perio programs, and laser mm-hmm. was always part of those, you know, perio programs, um, even for like localized use during hygiene visits, like if you see significant bleeding or if you have uh, localized defects, like just to kill all the bugs in those specific pockets. It's, I mean, I'm. I'm a fan and I like that it's got like a series of settings where I can set my favorites and my preferences and you can use it from aphthous ulcers. Like I can have a patient that yeah. comes in with like a herpetic lesion yes. and be like, first day you see that puppy pop up, like come on in and mm-hmm. I'll zap Come on it. in. We'll zap, zap it. it. I absolutely so. love it. And and I think that's the thing that, um, that we need to start being mindful of. You know, you're an oral myofunctional um, you know, therapy yeah. certified hygienist. So your opportunities to utilize this laser, you know, for so many different accoutrements is amazing. But yeah. even as a hygienist, there's so many things that we can manage with the laser. And quite frankly, our patient population now more than ever is interested in non-invasive therapy. Right. So if you can use something that either has regenerative um, you know, modalities to it, or you can use something that's not going to, you know, create that cut, but rather it's going to laze into the tissue. Um, patients appreciate that. The reason why I brought up the aerosols is because we're actually starting to see 
Now, we're reimagining where dentistry is going and we're reimagining the the layers. In fact, um, Noelle Paschke actually published a really great article um, on the suggested layers to protecting uh, as a hygienist, protecting ourselves when we're generating aerosols. Mm. And they're they're suggested. <laughs> so yes, maybe right now we're still in a current health crisis. We're wearing a belt and suspenders with everything that's going on, right? Maybe we won't be continually using pre-procedural mouth rinses. And gosh, that's an argument for another day. Like we could go on and on and on about like, does the CDC recommend it? But is there research that says that it's efficient and da, 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 you know, but there are layers that we can stack to help protect ourselves Hmm. as we're starting to learn. Yes. Those of us who are getting vaccines, like that's great, but now there's a new strain that's coming out. So we need to start to be mindful of that. And a reminder, there are still other uh, airborne infections that can be transmitted throughout the office. It's not just COVID that we're concerned about, but COVID like tuberculosis can be that like benchmark, right? It can be, well, let's treat every patient like this, right? Yeah, but one of the things, and I and I th- please, um, we'll put it in the show notes. I'll, I'll we'll get the link out. But the the article that Noel Paschke wrote talked about the importance of having all of these layers. One thing that you know a lot of uh, thought leaders are starting to conceptualize is the fact that utilizing a laser, a diode laser on the laser bacterial reduction setting, the LBR setting, helps lower microbial counts in aerosols that are being released during ultrasonic instrumentation. It also, of course, reduces or can eliminate the risk of bacteremia. Mm-hmm. So, you know, are we concerned about bacteremia with our cardiovascular patients? Are we concerned about bacteremia with our patients that have had a prosthetic device, but don't necessarily need a pre-medication. And of course, it prevents cross-contamination with our preventive instruments. So as we're moving our instrumentation throughout the mouth, it prevents that cross-contamination. So it's important for us to remember, yes, we love the laser. And yes, when we talk to our doctors about wanting to get a laser in the practice, we're having conversations about, oh, these are the procedures I can do and this is how we can build this. But I think we need to put our science brains back or put our science cap back on and think about the opportunities that we have to really serve our patients and to be targeted about how we do that. And the laser is one of those things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think Dense Bicerone has done a beautiful job of creating a piece of equipment that is so useful in the practice. When I work with um, you know, my clients and we get a laser in the hygiene operatory and it, the doctor can use it, we tend to find, and you'll probably find this in your office, Irene, that that, uh, that laser sitting on that cart moves very quickly throughout yeah. the office that is constantly being used. The biggest challenge we run into is that the moment you get one laser, you got to get you another one another. to the point yeah. where you end up having just like a Cavitron unit in every operatory. You need to have a laser in every operatory because you begin to see the value of being able, being able to pull this piece of equipment into the office. So yeah, that was it's one amazing. Of the things that we talked about as a team, like, okay, so how are we going to, how are we going to like a sign up system almost because like I will use it for every single patient if I if I see yeah. bleeding I mean gingivitis is the first indication yes. of disease in 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 any in any practice if I see it I'll use it and that might mean that I only need it for a few minutes but then it comes down to like how do we do it donning versus and doffing and uh sterilizing the laser like the little cart I can put a bag over the entire thing which is really helpful so I can Mm -hmm. prevent anything from sticking to the laser itself 
Um, I think it's not as simple as it once was, like putting a piece of blue barrier tape over the touch screen. Now it yeah. comes down to like, yep. how do you yep. isolate the entire unit um, yep. safely? So I've come up with some strategies, but we're all like, okay, so how are we going to do this? Because Irene's going to want it and Dr. Manoj mm-hmm. and Dr. Victoria are going to want it. Like, are we going to slide this cart down the hall and someone's mm-hmm. going to catch it on the other end? Like we're bowling almost. <gasps> can Lou, can Lou can basically Lou be- use the bottom of a cart like a skateboard and he can just like skateboard <laughs> the cart through Lou, the office? Lou, the laser. Lou, the laser. <laughs> Can you imagine? We like ring a bell and like Lou shows oh. up with like a little sign and he's like, what can oh I bring gosh. for you? And, like bring the laser, got, please. Yeah. Bring the nomad. Love bring the laser. That? I think wouldn't that would, you? <laughs> that would be heart, so amazing. Heart would melt. I think I need a golden retriever. <laughs> I mean, I think you need a slightly bigger dog for that, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah, we can work on that. Lou can work that's on right. his skills. But anyway, so that's yeah. that's the fun, fun facts of I'm that's looking so forward good. to going back to work. Hopefully, I don't know when but definitely not monday or tuesday this week well i'm looking forward to you getting back to work as well because we've had to have a little bit of a role reversal here in the podcast yes meaning that we're flippity flopping who knows what episode it is i don't know what episode it is so i i I blame it on the drugs I blame it on the drugs. I blame it on all of these damn antihistamines. That this is I'm, your podcast co-host, not on drugs. <laughs> this, this is your, is your podcast, podcast co-host, co-host on heavy drugs. Yeah. So Irene. We had, to, we had to totally like fix this edit, this uh, intro, outro over when my next dose is because I have like a short Literally, we had, yes, we had to reschedule a podcast like, recording because Irene's like, I'm on drugs. And I was like, okay, should we reschedule? And you were like, no, I'll just keep taking drugs and record it. I'm like. <laughs> maybe yeah. we sh- maybe we can wait until you're not on drugs yeah. to record yeah um short window so, next dose is in 30 minutes okay so we so we gotta we gotta buckle up so do you want um a song i want a song i want a, song. A, I want a, a song and a clue. dance oh my god are you ready for this no. only you will be able to see <laughs> only you'll be able to see the dance okay. but i've got a song for you irene and this is going to cue you up for who the guest is this week. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Okay, here we go. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Don't it feel good? I don't know. Yeah. Don't are you? Do you I, feel I like you're walking you on know, sunshine? I don't know if you know this, but I don't really know band names. Other than okay, like so the big do you ones. know? You don't know who does this? Does this song? No, I don't. It's a, it's by a band called Katrina and the Waves. Oh, it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that means that process of elimination, Katrina process. Klein. Not Katrina Sanders, but Katrina Klein. Katrina boom, Klein. boom, 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 ding, 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 ding. Is this episode okay? All right, thank you for the song and the dance, but I didn't know the name of the. So we have the fabulous uh, Katrina Klein. Um, she is the uh, mastermind behind Ergo Fit Life. Yes. So in this episode, we unpack all of the important ways to take care of our bodies, which might be a good segue because Irene is really taking care of her body with her inflammatory condition. So um, she's wonderful. 
In fact, uh, Katrina Klein was one of the speakers at Densply Serona World. Um, So we are very, uh, very grateful to bring her into the DS family. And I actually, she attended Jumpstart. So I actually had the opportunity to spend time with her at Jumpstart. And ironically, uh, we we were uh, hotel roommates. Um, and it was so kind of cute because we we're like walking around and everyone's like, oh, hey, Katrina. And and you are. And she's like, I'm Katrina, too. So the whole like oh. running joke the whole weekend was just say Katrina and one of us will respond. Oh, that's funny. So, yeah, but she's really wonderful. Um, You guys are going to absolutely love this episode. We loved recording it. She is a wealth of knowledge and just a little firecracker. She's like five foot one or something. She's like tiny, but she is mighty. And uh, so please enjoy peeps as we unroll for you Katrina Klein of Ergo Fit Life we will catch you on the back end is that what you say on the flip side oh damn it okay we will catch you on the flip side on the flippity flip welcome back to another episode of the tooth or dare podcast with your favorite hygienicals tooth life Irene Irene and Katrina Irene how are you today Oh, you know, girl, living my best. Say it with me, girl. Living my, my best, best life. <laughs> Yay. And you've got Lou best. on your lap. It's so good. I do. I do. Lou, uh, Mondays are my bring Lou to work day because um, he there are no patients here. It's just Emily and I and Sylvia. Yeah. And we, um, you know, do our like behind the scenes work. Behind the scenes of Tooth Life Irene work it done on Mondays. Oh. So he comes with me and he's so mopey when he's here because I take away his form of communication. When he's at home, oh. he uses his buttons. Oh yeah, that's to right. Make sentences. Yeah. So here he has no buttons and he's so pissed. He's like, he's just I can't communicate it. with my human. My human doesn't know what I want. <laughs> he's like liver so traits, he, liver traits. <laughs> so he just like, he's got like his little area and this little bin where he empties his entire bin and he just sits there and sulks and oh. suckles on his toys. Poor it's baby. It's pretty cute, but he's like very upset with me every Monday when I bring him here, but also very happy because he gets to go for lots of fun walks. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Make so up your mind, Lou. What do you oh, want? Oh, Lou. Which is it? Do you love which it or do you? Is it? I don't yeah. know. So, anywho. So, yeah. How are you, friend? Good? Well, I'm Great. so good. Um, you, I'm sure you can tell, like, I have my hair in like kind of like a gross bun situation because. That's like a classic Katrina bun, though. It, it is, but this one's like an extra <laughs> gross bun because. I worked out this morning. I did. I did my jazz exercise. I had to get my heart rate up, Irene. It's Monday. I wanted to like make sure that I started my week with strong intention. So I worked out today, which I think is a nice segue to um, introduce our guest for today. Wait, what? There's a guest? There's a, there's a guest. There isn't. Yes, there is. Um, And Irene, Irene, you are surrounded by Katrinarines. <laughs> I, I know. There's way too many K's in this room. Way too many K's. Yeah. I am so excited to introduce my girl, Katrina Klein of Ergo Fit Life. Hey, girl. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey. I'm super excited about this today. I can't wait. <laughs> 
about it. And by the way, good job working out this morning. Oh, thank you. Uh, Katrina Klein of Ergo Fit Life. Katrina uh, has certainly made uh, her presence known across social media as an influencer when it comes to ergonomics, when it comes to fitness, health, wellness, and vitality. Um, she's got a wonderful group on social media called Ergo Fit Life. So uh, tell us a little bit about who Ergo Fit Life Katrina Klein is. Well, basically, um, I've been in dentistry since I was 19. So um, that's going to be like three months ago. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm actually really proud to say I've got 23 years of dental experience. Um, I've worked in, in for Delta Dental. I've worked uh, now as a hygienist for over 14 years. Um, and a theme that I noticed across the board was pain and injury with my colleagues. And, um, it was generalized. It wasn't just hygienists. It wasn't just dentists. It wasn't just, it was everybody. It was front desk people. And I took a liking to fitness very young in life and became a bodybuilder at one point. And I was so excited. One time I, I realized that I grew half an inch just in my posture through bodybuilding and strength training. And so I kind of had an epiphany one day I'm working in an office at this time that has uh, three hygienists and it's kind of a larger practice. And one of my coworkers, you know, she was 26 years old in hygiene for two years and she was going to the chiropractor weekly, getting no results. I mean, she would come to work, she was crying, you know, es essentially saying, I'm going to have to do something else. I can't do hygiene forever. I'm not going to make it to five years, much less 25. And I started working with her. I took her to the gym with me and, and she started getting, you know, pretty much immediate results. And she's like, this saved my career. Katrina. You have to share this with people. You have to do this. And, hmm. and I thought, well, that would be really cool. <laughs> and I, I just kind of got a little bit of validation from somebody else that said, yeah, why couldn't you do that? I decided, well, why not? Why can't I do that? I helped her. I helped me. I can help all kinds of people. So, so I did it and here I am. And, and, uh, I, I love the ergonom the ergonomics part of it because it's not just about fitness. It's not just about posture enhancement and strengthening, but it's, uh, it's how we work. You know, the root of our problem across dentistry is the way that we do things. Right. So you have the thing that's taking you two steps back and then you have to, you know, worry about getting forward. And mm -hmm. so we fix the way we do it and then we prevent further, um, injury and, and pain through preventative. It, it reminds me a lot of, of hygiene and dentistry. You know, we have we have a cavity or we have periodontal problems. We can do treatment through, you know, SRPs and whatnot. But if we don't brush and floss our teeth, what are we going to do? Go right back into perio. Yeah. yeah. You know, so and <laughs> and essentially, if we would have done the brushing and the flossing, the flossing to begin with, we wouldn't have needed the SRPs. So if, if I can come in and I can show people how to work safely, how to keep their body prepared to do the job that we do, because in my mind, we're dental athletes. Right. So because our job is not easy <laughs> physically, as we all know, then I feel like I can stay on the preventative side of this and, and we don't have to have as much treatment, surgery, disability, all those yucky things. I um, find I find it real I find it interesting that you um how do I say this? I find it interesting that people don't realize that there's a problem until there's a problem when it comes to ergonomics. And it's like, well, <laughs> all of a sudden, and I had an interest like I have an interesting history with my health and my uh, I have a pinched nerve in my brachial plexus and I have two bulge discs in my neck, um, C4 and C5. And uh, 
you know, I had lived with it for so long that that pain was normal. Eventually someone said that that's not normal. I'm like, oh, you know, well, I was an athlete and I had a few car accidents when I was young and stupid. And, and now I work in this profession. So it's, it's, you know, it's normal for me, but um, you, you don't realize there's a problem until you physically feel a problem. You don't see like those little warning signs or perhaps you forget the warning signs. And, yeah. and it comes yeah. back down to like, the textbook way that we learn things. And perhaps that's evolved over the years, but I think the only saving grace for me has been that I started teaching. So I went, like, I've been a hygienist for 14 years. And then I started teaching at like year six and seven, which is when that pain started. And, and then I relearned everything that I learned in dental hygiene school seven years prior. Like I relearned our seating positions and I relearned the chin up and the chin down and the towards and the away, and like mm-hmm. the right way to fulcrum and the wrong ways to fulcrum and the right way to hold your instruments. And I relearned those things. And I feel like that, that kind of saved me for a little bit. Like I still have the same issues and I'm non-surgical at the moment, but it's, it's funny how we forget those things. And we like, how many times can you remember scaling someone's entire mouth sitting at 12 o'clock? Yeah. I mean, we, we get out of school and the name of the game is efficiency, time, 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 time. You know, we want to be on time. You know, it seems a lot of the times like we're so focused on either patient care, delivering all the options, you know, that's, that's, you know, the, that's the dream, right. Is to give the ultimate patient care. But at what point do we care about ourselves? Mm-hmm. Because it, at the end of the day, if we are tired um, our muscles are fatigued. We're not. We're not preparing for our day the way we should be. We can't deliver that patient or any of our patients really with what they really need because there's that nagging pain sitting there. You know, I, I tell people a lot of times in my course: your eight o'clock patient and your four o'clock patient get two very different versions of you um, most of the time, and that four o'clock patient really deserves that that version of you that came in at eight. Mm-hmm. They deserve that because they need you to fight for them. Right. But if you're tired and you're exhausted and your neck is hurting, your back is hurting, your hip is hurting, everything is hurting, you're like almost resentful that they even walked in the door. And that's just not fair. 100%. And I, I think what I appreciate about your work is that it starts with how it is that we sit and work with patients. And I will be the first to admit my ergonomics are awful. T- terrible. Like you, you like, don't even want to like observe me for, I know you don't want to observe me for a day because it's like, it's not cute. Um, in my defense, most of my patients are sedated. So I can't just be like, can you turn to the left? Cause like, they're not going to respond and we have to keep their airway open and all, you know, so it's like, it's, it's a little bit more challenging, but even more than that, like I was hanging out the other night with a bunch of chiropractors and they were like, oh yeah, you know, you're a dental hygienist. So like, you know, obviously like just your, your resting posture is bad. And it's like, wait, what? So like this, we don't realize like, this is not just a hazard in the workplace, but like my shoulders are like, just naturally, like when I sit and, and part of it is, you know, I'm at my computer. I'm, you know, I know you talk a lot about like cell phones, like everyone looking down at their cell phone has caused like, you know, and, and I want to get into a lot of that, but really what it comes down to is this is a a hazard for us. Even when we're, when we leave the op, that our, our bodies are starting to become so conditioned to like all of that posture. And there has to, I mean, I've seen research on like people that have severe posture challenges that like their GI tract is not in alignment. So they like can have GI issues because of that. I mean, have you done some of that research and like seen, I read something about that too. It has to do with your pelvic thrust 
pelvic thrust is that a thing uh your pelvic position you got you just got to see irene's hand doing like a pelvic thrust movement like okay (laughs) okay so i read something interesting too about um and maybe this is i don't know completely off but um about when you're sitting with your uh like pelvis tilted kind of back as opposed to forward and you're relaxing your abdominal muscles that can lead to like weakness in your abdominal muscles. Therefore you're straining your back muscles. And this like what you were showing your internal rotation of your, um, of your shoulders has to do with like the, um, and maybe Katrina, you can like say this more eloquently and like anatomically, but it has to do with the development of the pectoral muscles being stronger mm-hmm. um, than your, than your delta. I guess your, those would be your lats, traps. your traps and your lats. We oh. have really tight traps already, but it it's all a balancing act between which muscles. So when I saw a physiotherapist, my physiotherapist told me not to do too many uh, exercises on my, what are these muscles called? Um, My pecs, because my pecs were already super strong, which is what's pulling my shoulders forward. They told me to do a lot of like back strengthening exercises. Oh, Katrina says no. I don't know. Wait, this, okay, okay. All right, so let's okay, get, we opened a can of worms here and she's okay. very excited. So tell us what we should be doing. What um, do I do? If, if this is this is what Katrina and I both have the same thing. So like assess us, validate the oh. theories or lack of. So I'm gonna debunk this myth right now. This is okay. like this is like one of my favorites. So okay, there's a difference between a tight muscle and a strong muscle. Okay. Can we all agree on that? So for example, your legs your quads can be some of the biggest, strongest muscles you have, but that doesn't mean that they're tight, right? right? Adversely, your chest muscles, your pec muscles, for us women in particular, they're very small. So it's important that we that we do strengthen our chest muscles, but because of what we do in order to achieve that balance that you're talking about, um, our shortened chest muscles, which is what happens when your shoulders internally rotate, you leave that muscle in a chronically shortened position. And so what we have to do is we have to stretch those chest muscles twice as much as we strengthen them. Stretch um, them more than we strengthen them. Right. Stretch your pec muscles. Correct. Correct. Okay. Right. So I was told to do these Y's and T's. Yep. Is that real life? Or, or against life? a doorway, like, right? Yeah. Like you put your arms out in the doorway and then you like yeah, yeah, yeah. suspend forward. So when you have your arms in a cross or straight out wide, that's going to chest or that's going to stretch your chest muscles. If you put your elbows down at your sides, scooch back here a little bit. Um, we can see you. Tell Katrina, if you put your elbows down at your sides and you lean in that way, that's going to stretch the front of the shoulders. Oh. Right. So you can do that in a doorway. You can do that in your operatory up against the side of a cupboard. Um, you can do that walking down the hallway. I mean, you should see the things that I do down the hallway, but uh, on my way to go get a patient, you know, lunges, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, those are all things that you want to do. So, yes, you, you do want to strengthen your chest muscles. And here's why. When we get to be um, in our older years, and I don't mean like younger, older. I mean, like before we have to go to a, a home where someone can be with us 24-7, the way that we can prevent us from having to go sooner um, is to make sure that we are strong enough to get off of the couch, get off of the toilet, get out of the bathtub. Those are pushing motions, right? Mm. That's done with your chest. 
when you vacuum, you're pushing. That's your chest muscles. So we don't want to not strengthen our chest muscles. We just want to make sure we stretch them a lot. Got At the same time, the physiotherapist was totally right. You want to do a lot of back exercises. In dentistry, our back is our bread and butter. This is what's going to keep our posture. So a lot of back muscles. I mean, I think my back day sometimes can go up to like two or three hours. Just back only. Wait, what? You're the back gym for day. two or three hours on back day. I, oh, I have a back day. <laughs> That's my okay. insurance. That's okay. Yeah, it's, you it's, know, I love that. It's, it's okay to hashtag have a back goals. Day. It's hashtag, hashtag goals is what it is. Day. But two or three <laughs> hours in the gym. Day. <laughs> like, like, hold on. But two or three hours at the gym, that is a lot of hours at the gym. Well, that's me. I'm also a little crazy about the gym. Okay, so are you how much of that time is actually spent doing exercises versus not so doing exercises? For, if I'm there for two hours, um, an hour and a half is doing weight training. Got it. And then the other 30 minutes is like the pausing between things? That would be stretching. Stretching, warming up, time in between sets. Got it. Okay, so let's do this. So you when you wake up in the morning, do you do you stretch when you wake up? Not not just like good morning with like a little like snow white stretch, but like do you like legit? You're like, "Okay, 20 minutes. I'm going to like what does that look like?" So when I get out of bed, the first thing I do is um, I basically do like a 30 second stretch. I stand up, I reach for my toes. Um, I go into cobra pose. Um, cobra is a good one. Yeah. Okay. Then go back up into an inverted V. I go back down into cobra pose, getting a little bit further. And then I walk it back to my feet. Very simple. It takes me 30 seconds. Mm. It, what that does is it opens up the hip flexors, um, opens up the chest a little bit. Uh, stretches out the hamstrings and the low back. So I kind of hit a little bit of everything once. It takes like literally 30 seconds. That's the first thing I do in the morning before I do anything. I, that's basically on the way to pee. <laughs> wow. I check my phone. That's what I do. That's, first, <laughs> that's the first thing I do. Has Irene texted me this morning? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so there's that. And, and, then, and then check the phone. <laughs> okay. And, and what time do you wake up in the morning, by the way? Are you an early bird? 5.45. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. You're, you're, that, that's, that's early. Irene's like a 9.30 a.m. rolls out of bed. Oh my God. My heart. Irene's a night owl. Well, I, I only do that on days that I'm clinical. So when I have to be at work at, you know, 8 a.m., then, then I have to get up at 5.45 if I want to like do the things. Do you, so do you, then do you work out on those clinical days? Yeah. I do that before. in the morning. Yeah. Well, so what do you do in the morning? So you wake up at 5.45 and then you're like, yes, Cobra stretches. And then, then I, stretch, um, I get dressed. I um, make my, my oatmeal. I heat up my breakfast. I eat half of it on the way to the gym, do my workout, either eat the other half on the way home, shower, go to work. You are, you are, you are a high level functioning adult. Um, I am shell of a human. Um, how do I, how do I get to be like a moderately leveled functioning adult um, that can um, commit to something when I've, I mean, I used to work out a lot and then I stopped working out altogether and then COVID happened and then the office happened. And now I bought a rowing machine and it's still sitting in the box three months later. So how do you like, like, how do you get someone motivated? Someone that's not motivated at all. Um, well, first of all, the motivation comes from within, but I mean, I can inspire, I can encourage, I can, nag the crap out of people. I can, you know, I mean, I have my clients send me pictures of them at the gym. 
if they have a, a, an issue of not going, they're like, oh, I just didn't do it. I'm like, okay, I want you to send me a picture of you in the gym tomorrow. Like, I need to see that you're there. And the problem for most people is getting there or getting to their workout. It's Once you start working out, it feels good. You keep doing it because it feels good, right? I mean, I've never heard of anybody say, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't work out today. Like, literally never. You know, you always feel better. Mm -hmm. So I would say, um, you know, if you're starting at the bottom, start where you're at. Like, come like, up rock, like rock bottom. Like, not you're not just like at the bottom. You're like in rock, like the rockiest <laughs> of the bottoms ever. Oh my God. I love you. Like, I don't even think I've put on jeans in the last two months. Oh my God. That's how rock bottom I am right now. <laughs> Katrina's <laughs> laughing and dying. Like, screw you, girl. <laughs> so I, where you're at, come up with some realistic goals and plan it. Preparation is the key to success on everything, right? If you don't, if you don't prepare, um, if you fail to prepare, you prepare to fail, right? Mm -hmm. So plan it, make an appointment out of it. Would you ditch your hairdresser? Would you ditch your hygienist? No, don't, don't ditch the gym or don't ditch your workout. Um, be intentional about it. Make sure that you get enough sleep the night before so that you can get up early and do it. Or, you know, take your gym bag, put it in the car. If you're going to go work out after work, you know, whatever it is, wherever you decide you want to do it, don't just be like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym next week and like not plan it because yeah. you're everything's closed here. So the gym in my building is closed. The gym, it, there's a gym in the building at the office. It's closed. Um, everything's every we're in lockdown again as of okay. uh, last week. Oh. And it, it's going to extend until December 28th. <sighs> so like everything's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so everything's and, closed. And, and yeah. Katrina's in California and they're, they're on a lockdown too. Yeah. Right. So how is your gym open? Um, some gyms are open. Some are not open. Okay. Some are obeying rules. Some are not. Oh, I see. So I would say for those that are obeying rules, um, or don't have access to a gym because everyone around you is obeying rules. Um, like for me, I have a, I have a bedroom that is my office slash workout room slash guest room slash everything room. Um, when we were on shelter in place and literally nothing was open and there was nobody not obeying rules, um, I would have to walk in the door and walk directly to that room. Mm. Because if you stop at the kitchen, if you stop at your bedroom, you stop at the couch. So you just got to walk directly to that room, get it, do it, you know, live it, whatever. I don't have a room we have or like a, a space, wherever your space, space is. But then my husband is there and I don't, he's like, a, you don't want him to watch you. That's weird. He's yeah. like perfection. Like my husband is absolute perfection. He's got like this tall, lean runner body and he's like a 19 pack. And it's absolutely disgusting because <laughs> he, consume, he consumes like 5,000 calories a day. And when he doesn't consume, not 5,000, he's on like 4,000 calories a day. When he doesn't consume that many calories, he loses weight. And I'm like, I freaking hate you. I eat like a rabbit. I'm like starving myself most days. Um, and then he loses weight. So I don't want to work out in front of him. I'm like, it's weird. So there's two things to that. First of all, does he have a brother? No, <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> and You're his brother single. Ask. <laughs> his metabolism is probably pretty revved up naturally. It's, it's something we call NEAT. It's your non-exercise activity time. And so for people who are regular called, he's neat, his neat. So that's, that's he's something neat. what we're doing all the time. If we're super active and we're super, um, we're going all the time, you know, you look at a mom with a toddler, she has right. a really high neat, right? 
um, people like me that can't actually like sit down for more than five minutes. Like I'm constantly moving. I'm constantly doing stuff. Um, my metabolism is already revving at a higher place. So that's why it makes it really difficult when you are at that like super rock bottom place to make that start. That's why your metabolism is like, excuse me, I'm on hibernation mode. So you got to wake it up. And those Mm -hmm. first steps turn into more steps, but it's the first steps are the hardest. They always are. You just have to, you have to do it. You have to say, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to take five minutes this morning, five minutes. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to take five minutes and get on that rower for five minutes. And you think, oh, what's five minutes going to do me? Well, if you're sweating, it's going to do you something. And it's, what's more importantly is it's going to wake up your metabolism. It's going to get you going because tomorrow you can do six minutes. And the day after that, you maybe you can do seven and continually getting that metabolism going again um, is going to prepare you for being able to do a two hour back day. Should you decide to be crazy like me? <laughs> I don't, I don't recommend it. It's, it's a problem. <laughs> no, but it's, but that brings up a really good point. And we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. And that is like, once you get into the habit of it, cause what do they say? Like you have to do a habit for, I've heard 21 like 21 days. days. I've heard, you know, all this, but like once it becomes habit, then it's like your body needs that. And so, you know, I, I mean, I find that if I don't get in like a, a full workout, if I can only squeeze in like 20 minutes and I, I'm used to working out for a full hour every day, like even that, like my body really like struggles. It, it, it needs more when you, you mentioned clients, like, so what, what do you do for a client? Like, what is, what does that look like? So for individual people, I I have two ways that I help people. One is um, through an ergonomic assessment where I actually come and I I shadow over you and I coach you through life patience. So it's not that bad. No, girl. (laughs) We will need to get you out to Arizona (laughs) so you can sit and laugh at what I look like when I'm treated. It's not cute. You don't know what I look like. Yeah. It's not cute. It's not bad because what I do is like we talk about operatory setup. We position the patient right, which I know in a surgical setup is difficult. It's funny because I always get um, dentists who do surgery and they're, they always call me. They're like, but my patients can't move. I'm like, yeah. It's okay. Well, I've got, I got you. So I got you, yeah. Katrina. I got you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can move them a little bit. It's just, they're, they're, they're kind of hard to move when they're sedated. The stuff, yeah. You're like literally like moving. The, okay. Yeah. And you got the isolate and you got the, yeah. So, um, yeah, there, it, there are solutions. A lot of it is patient positioning. It's you and your positioning. Um, so I, so I do that. I go out and I, um, we talk about the operatory. We set things up so that it's ideal for you. Um, as far as everything for patient positioning to equipment in the room. Um, that's why I was thinking like, you know, if the, if the ultrasonic is sitting on the other side of the patient, you want to bring that in things like that. Um, and then coach you through life patients. So, um, a that, that makes it so that the person doesn't have to worry about blocking out time on their schedule because we cannot have lost production folks. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then also, um, so that you can have real, real time feedback on that, on a real patient with something that you struggle with. So, you know, for, for hygienists, you know, we're in the mouth, the whole mouth, generally speaking the whole time. So it's real easy to say, okay, well, I struggle with 31 who you're doing, you're doing a PMT or you're doing a profi. So. Let's do that. But I've had doctors, you know, bring me in because they simply cannot get to 31. And like, what am I doing wrong here? And I go out and we work together. And then it's like an aha moment. You know, the sky is part of the sun, sun shines through and, oh, and everything's great. So, so that's one thing. Um, 
And then the other thing I do. What do you mean they can't get to 31? That's the lower right molar, correct? I'm just, I just threw out a number. Did you just ask what, do you guys have a different numbering system in Canada? Yeah. yeah oh. The quadrant system. Oh. If you're doing quad four. System? Yeah. If you do yeah. quad four buckle, that would be like four, the seven, four or four, with eight. The, yeah. Yeah. But cool. so I'm, I'm like, but that. You're so cute. 32 <laughs> teeth in the mouth so does the second last one. So I'm like, how can someone not see the lower right second molar? Surface towards, chin down, head towards you. Sometimes they don't know, Irene. It, yeah. I mean, a lot of the times it, that has to do with patient positioning. And yeah, what, like you want a patient to be chin down and this way towards you if you're a right-handed clinician. Right. And you're not going to want You're saying like these dogs don't know this? Not not always. You know, they're, they're trying to work from 12 o'clock or they're trying to work, you know, from... <laughs> work from, uh, you know, positions that aren't exactly ideal or whatever. So, um, so it, it does help, you know, I, I think the most gratifying situation is where I have, um, a doctor or a hygienist that's, you know, been working forever. You know, they've, I've got 30 years I've been doing this and how right. are you going to tell me anything? And, and I go in and then I get that, you know, I, I spend 15 minutes adjusting things and they sit down and they're like, Whoa. Mm. Uh, and I mean, that just, that just gets my pony, you know, like, all right. <laughs> yes. She has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> she has arrived. Um, so I love this. Can we, um, can we talk for a moment about body image? Oh, mm. please. Because what I'm hearing is Irene talking unkindly about her body. And I want you to know, Irene, that that body has taken you around the world. It has stood on multiple stages. It has helped support people. It hugs Lou every night. Lou, it hugs you, Lou. And I think as women, especially, I think we are so quick to shame our own bodies. We are. We all have that body part on us that we absolutely hate that it's like, oh, I wish that I could have, you know, like amazing forearms or like whatever, you know, like we, all, we have all these things that we like, we think about and then we shame each other too, you know, like we'll say like shitty things to each other and it's like, where does it, where do we stop? So Katrina, can you, let's just, let's just open it up. Let's just talk about it, girl. What do you, what are your thoughts on body shaming? Um, the problem here is that we're so into our self-love thing that we, I think a lot of the times people will, um, they'll feel insecurities about what they think that they're not doing and then cast it on onto other people. Mm -hmm. And you just can't do that. You know, you just gotta, you know, look at yourself, be where you're at and, and figure out how you're going to get better. Cause like, you know, that's our goal, right? We all want to be better every day, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever we do, be a better dog mom, be whatever, whatever we do, be better, right. Than yesterday. And I mean, that, that's my mentality is even if I'm five seconds better than I was yesterday, I'm a good, I'm better. So I think, um, you know, body image is, it's a real thing. Um, it's what sends us purchasing lots of things online and then returning half of them, uh, because we don't think it'll look good. It's what creates the filters on our Snapchats. You know, honestly, I think Katrina, you nailed it right on the head. You need to appreciate the fact that your body does amazing, miraculous things. If you think about it, not only do we 
us women carry children. We grow a human being inside of our body and then put it out there in the world and not in those simple terms either. Mm-hmm. Like we do this, like we, <laughs> we multiply our species, you know, like this is a big deal, right? Um, we climb mountains. We, you know, we traverse across lines. Um, we fight diseases with these bodies, like invasive viruses. We fight them off. We are so smart. It's, I mean, and it's great that you say that. And we know that like, Everybody knows that deep down inside, whether they say it out loud or not, but yeah. it's, the reality is that despite you knowing that, and this is, this is the whole brainwashing <laughs> like that. We all know those things. Like we're all bright individuals and we know those things, but once you have something in your mind, it's really hard for it to come out. And I think, yeah, I've, I've got body image issues for sure. I've had, I've had them my entire life. Yeah, I was the tall, skinny kid in elementary school that none of the boys liked me. And I had a big nose because I had a really skinny face. So my nose stuck out. And like, that is where it begins. Like it all begins there. And then, you know, I was a tennis player with muscle issues and joint issues. And I was tall and, but I wasn't lean anymore. I was starting to get like bulkier. So it's like all of these things combined. And then even when you think you're thin, you think you're, even when you, you may be thin or you, you have the body that you wish you did, you always see yourself as somebody else. So it's like, you know, in, yeah. the, tennis, in the tennis world, you compare yourself to the Maria Sharapova's, the six foot two and super lean or like right. the Renka's or the, the Martina Hingis. Like you compare yourself to these super freaking amazing humans and there's always this competition. And then, you know, you become 35 years old and you're like, damn, I wasted my skinny years thinking that I was fat. Um, right. Or, and, it, and it's always stuck in your head, right? That is such a good point. I mean, you, you, I think that comparison is a really good thing, but I think that it can serve it. It can serve as a bad thing when we compare um, to other people. Um, for myself, like I have body dysmorphia. So what I do um, and that keeps me sane is I look in the mirror and I remember all of the things that I did to get where I was. Mm-hmm. And then I, I have to kind of ground myself in reality. I bring myself to the present and that, that fixes me for everything that I do in life. When I start getting stressed out about work, if I get stressed out about a relationship, if I'm going through anything, I just glue myself to the present. And when you do that, you focus on what is realistic. I am 42 years old. I am a grandmother. I've done some pretty cool shit. <laughs> Wait, you're a grandmother? I am. She's a gilf. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look the best that I've ever looked, and that's okay. And being okay with where I'm at and knowing that I'm going to continue to make efforts to get better, I think that that self-acceptance is good. And I think that self-acceptance is uh, something that in this self-love movement that we've had going on for so long. And I say that very carefully. I think it's very important that we love ourselves and that we accept ourselves, but there's a part of acceptance that is about this moment. I accept myself in this moment for who I am, what I am, what I look like, what I've done to get here, but I'm not sitting here. There's no way I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to keep working. One thing that I found um, has really helped as well. And this is just like in general, this isn't even just body image issues, but just in self-love is expressing gratitude. And Irene and I have talked about this before, but like, you know, saying like, I am grateful 
to my body, you know, it, it has afforded me the opportunity to do X, Y, and Z. Like because of, you know, my physical strength, I've been able, you know, I was able to put my Christmas tree together by myself. And I think that's like a huge piece because sometimes we forget there, there are people who, you know, have been diagnosed with early onset MS or cerebral palsy, or, you know, there, there are people who are not able, you know, physically able to do the things that I'm able to do. And so, yeah, like I, you know, I, I see the things that are wrong with my body and I'm always like, I've got a plan in my head because you're right. The self-love movement is great, but the self-love movement also means that I've already, I'm like, okay, so if I don't eat a piece of salad food for two weeks and I just drink three protein shakes a day for the next two weeks, will I probably lose that like weird little fat roll before New Year's Eve? Like maybe, but why, but I'm already thinking about that and I'm not thinking about being in the present and saying like, but I'm grateful that I'm able to do this or that I'm able to do that. Or even like, I'm grateful that this morning that I had the time to be able to work out. And I'm grateful that like when I worked out that I was listening to, you know, amazing music and dancing it out and just having a really good time. And I just felt good just being in my own presence. One of the challenges with people in self-love, having the motivation to take care of their body and all those things is that maybe they just haven't found the right thing for them. Right. And this, this I think is the year to explore that and like, you know, try something different, like try Mm -hmm. a Zumba class, try, like I'm a class person. I need a class because I I need to show up to that class. I, I, you know, I don't want to be that person that like everyone's looking at because they're leaving the class early, you know, like that provides accountability, the people around me in that class. Yeah. I'm not comparing myself to them, but, but they're motivating me. Just Working out is a fraction of, of the battle, right? Like it's, you can work out like crazy, but still have a terrible diet and you'll see no results and food is supposed to be fuel. And I think right now, like we're all struggling with using food as coping mechanisms for the travesties that we've all faced over the last, like it's been a year, like it's been mm-hmm. almost a year of this. Crazy. So everything is upside down. And I, I, applaud people like you guys that have been able to get through or that have used exercise as an outlet for stress. But for those of us that didn't use exercise as an outlet for stress from the beginning, like you guys had a head start. So you were already using exercise as your your outlet for stress. But for those of us that haven't, it's like we were even dive even deeper into that depression and the the dismotivation to work out because we weren't doing it from the beginning. So then you throw even more stress on top of it. And it's mm-hmm. like, we're going to do more of the same bad habits that we had before. Um, okay. So, but I love that you say that because I actually just started this challenge in my group and it's totally about what you're saying. It's okay. like the, the 12 days of progress. Right. Oh and it's all about like, it's more than just like physical, it's not exercising every day. Like it's, you know, are you drinking enough water? You know, yeah. like, off today with a selfie today is where I'm at this is acceptance I love myself you know this is where I'm at recognizing where you're at is important to moving forward right so like where I'm at is perfect for day one when did this start when did this 12 days of miracle work start it starts today oh it starts today okay get into it Irene do it you totally should and then number two is written goals so like you know if you're if you're making goals fitness health professional whatever you know I'm gonna find Prince Charming, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever your thing is, um, 
write two goals down and post those in the group, you know? You have to post them in real life to the world for people to see? That's accountability, Irene. Accountability. I am... You had me, you had me at post a selfie. (laughs) You lost me at poster goals. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. I was in until then. And then I was out. (laughs) No, 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 no. Only if you, because your comment or your post will go under my thread for my, so like you have to deliberately be doing the challenge in order for people to see it. Got it. So you're safe. Your secret is safe with us. All 3,100 of us. (laughs) but then okay so you have like your written goals and then it's like three prepped meals because when you prepare your meals generally they're going to be healthier they're going to be you know more along with whatever nutrition uh beliefs you have um and then four minutes of foam rolling that's day four and uh five fruits and veggies a day so like each day you keep doing the things right oh so you have to add so it's like 12 it's like Oh, okay. It's like the 12 days of Christmas. I mean, a pear tree. Selfie. Yes. <laughs> so every day you have to take a selfie. Oh, you don't have to, but you can. Okay. Do the, the next thing. Okay. This uh, is so this great. Is overwhelming I, information. I'm tw- my leg is twitching. You can't see it, but you can oh. probably see the camera moving. <laughs> this one. <laughs> This was absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much to Katrina Klein of ErgoFit Life for joining us today on the Tooth or Dare podcast. Now, we are called the Tooth or Dare podcast for a reason. Did you know Are you familiar with... You were at... Actually, Katrina Klein was at Voices of Dentistry. So she's seen some... Oh, she saw some of these go down. I think she was there when you were writing Do Not Resuscitate on Howard Fran's chest man hairy yeah. chest situation you know I, that there? did you watch that i don't know i don't know i don't know how you missed it because it was like uh, it was like it was like a, it literally everybody came over everybody they're like why is howard over. ferran taking his top off and <laughs> why is irene writing with a ballpoint pen oh, on his man chest? at one point yeah. <laughs> like very very thin skin i remember that his skin was like was like vellum paper like it was, <laughs> it was like wrinkling it was, as it you're was, like applying the ballpoint yeah. hand to it i'm pretty sure it's like a permanent tattoo now because there was blood involved <laughs> yeah Poor for guy. sure he's got <laughs> ballpoint pen toxicity um so but we're called tooth or dare because at the end of the episode um irene and i do a visually impaired version of rock paper scissors whoever loses goes up against you, I have to say against because that's how Irene says it because she's from Can- Canada. Um, against you, you get to decide if you would like to accept or dish out a tooth or a dare. If you choose a tooth, you answer it during the episode recording today. If you choose a dare, you record it within seven days of the episode going up on social media and you put it on your Insta story. So, while Irene and I prepare to do our visually impaired version of rock, paper, scissors, know that you can find Irene on Instagram at toothlife.irene. You can find me, Katrine, at the Dental Wine Genist. And Katrina Klein, how can our guests find you on social media? Uh, ErgoFitLife underscore Katrina is my Instagram handle. And then ErgoFitLife. I have a page and a group on Facebook and um, Katrina Klein is my name for if you just want to be my friend. (laughs) (laughs) 
Or we I could just be friends. The go fit life is it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So good. So check out our girl, Katrina Klein. Um, if you would like to have either an ergonomic assessment or possibly have her um, help, you know, with accountability, getting you into the best body of your life. All right. Oh let's do this, Irene. Ready? No. Okay. Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors. shoot. Oh, Rock. what? I won. So weird. Irene won. She never wins. (laughs) She's always having to. It's because I knew what you were going to make me do. Internally, my mind was like, must defeat Katrina. (laughs) Must stay in slump. Must consume more kobasa. (laughs) My body knew. My brain was like, must. My body just wanted more sausage. Must get more carbohydrates. All right. So Katrina, would you like to accept or dish out a tooth or a dare? <laughs> so, so can I dare her to do my challenge? It's Katrina. You're I won. I won. I'm at, I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm, I am no longer part of this conversation. You can dare Katrina to do it. Okay. Well then I, then I dare you to do my challenge, Katrina. I accept that and I will do your challenge. It starts today. It starts today. It's in the group. It's already okay. going. All right. I'm going to go on. I'm going to so do it. You're going to have to post updates then, because this isn't a this isn't a conventional dare that you post within seven yeah. days of the episode I'll, going I'm gonna up. Track it. Don't you so worry. You're going to have to track it. Look at Irene. You know what, Irene? I think you should have to do this with me. I think so too. I think Get your shit together, and Naku. I, I, do I don't. I just don't like it how you're putting me on the spot right now. She can do it. She's Irene. Will do it. Don't worry about it. I'll I'll convince her. All okay. right. I'll, I'll do it. Yay! <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh... You're gonna be just fine. I'm not. I'm not worried about you, Irene. Irene, you're gonna do it. It's gonna be great. Let's start with this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning into another episode of the Two Third Dare podcast. Um, you'll have to follow along at some point, somehow. We're not quite sure how this this unconventional dare We're is happening. We're gonna figure it out. We'll figure, We're it, figure out. it out. Yeah. Um. All right. Okay. Well, I'm not worried at all. All right, everyone. Thanks again. We uh, we love you. Thank you for tuning in. You know, to yeah. the things. And so um, thank you, Katrina. Appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate the invite. Let's do it again. Right. For sure. Again soon. All right. Peace out, peeps. Cheers. And we're back. Wasn't that an amazing episode? Back from the flippity flip. Yes. I kind of love this like role reversal. It's like kind of fun. Do you? I do. I love it. Yeah. I do love it. Um, Wasn't that an amazing episode though? So much fun. Yeah. So, so Um, many incredible takeaways. I feel worse about myself now. I felt pretty bad about myself during the episode when yeah. she talked about all of the things that I should be doing that I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And now looking at my life through a microscope, I'm like, damn, she yeah. listened when we recorded that episode. I'm, I'm almost certain that I will not be joining you and her on the dare. Yeah, I started. I, st- I st- yeah, I, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I need to be I a better human. The, I don't have the energy for it. Yeah, I get I get that. I need to be a better human, but um, yeah. Uh, I don't think you do, but I'll 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 tune into stuff that is more like intention based. How about that? Yeah, the, the that's good. The activity stuff. Um, not I won't I won't be able to do too much of that. Um, 
because exercise increases hives. So I have to do my doxes and. Did you make that up, or is that no, a real? It's true. Yeah. Okay. And heat and exercise can exacerbate hives because it releases. Um, Say exacerbate again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Exacerbates. Exactly. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take mispronunciating words for 500 hours. <laughs> it sounds like masturbates, but really it's when you do too much of something. Uh, that's exacerbates, ma- Alex. <laughs> too soon? Did he just pass away? No, no, not too soon. He passed away in November. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. How do we come back from that? I don't know. I don't know. That'll go in the bloopers. Um, so yes, so that I will, I will participate as much as I can. Okay. Um, and perhaps you can participate in in some stuff too. Still, you still do the dare if you're doing some of the dare. I yeah, and 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 I'm really trying. Yeah. Like example number one, I did hike the tallest mountain in Phoenix today. So like Look obviously, I didn't take a photo of myself though. Really. No, I didn't. You didn't and, like go up there I didn't and take like, a picture of the view Trina either. Sander is here at the top of the highest place in Phoenix, Arizona. Nah. Do you know what's so funny about that? You don't get cell phone service on the top of a mountain. Oh, interesting. So we can communicate with space, but we can't. We, we can't, can't. But if you're, if, yeah, but, but if you're above the, the valley of the really sun, you can't hill. do it. Can't huh. do it. Interesting. All right, yeah. cool. Well. So there you have it. That's it. With that, thank you so much to Dense by Serona for your sponsorship of this episode. We yes. love you and we're yes. so grateful for all of the amazing ways that you continue to support dental hygienists in clinical excellence. And um, really, I'm super excited for 2021, Irene. I think it's going to be a great year. We're going to get... Um, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get your hives under control. We're all going to find ourselves at the same meeting together. Life is good. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Yep. Stay tuned to my personal Instagram peeps for yeah. the unboxing of my laser. And yeah. I'll show you guys some kind of cool things that it does. And of course, as in true Tooth Life Irene fashion, I will share some lovely cases with you. And uh, yeah. I love that you're doing that, by the way. You do? The cases are yeah. so great. Yes. Oh, yeah? I'm oh. like hashtag obsessed. Oh, well, thank you very much. I will do more of those when uh, when I am back back up and at it. I can send you cases in the interim. Cool. Perfect. All right, peeps. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Tooth and Dare podcast. And um, we'll see you later. Peace out, peeps. Cheers. Adversely, your chest muscles, your pec muscles, for us women in particular, they're very small. But they're tight because we are chronically... Speak for yourself, honey. Oh, I read her. Dead on touch. Your kidney's like hiding behind the pancreas. Like, please, ma'am, feed me water. Give me some water. No I'm more wine from a can, please. <laughs> I've, got, I've got angioedema your, in my little lips. Your lips, lips are so, so small and you can't, can't even it. say it. Flip. Flip. I can't. That's when you'll know your angioedema is done is when you can go back to (laughs) flippity flip. Wait, hold on. Let me open up my other claw while we have a break here. Okay. Down in two claws in 22 minutes. Get it, girl. Don't judge this (laughs) ginger. Drinking claws like I'm drinking agua. Ain't no laws when you got claws. So. I'd be joining you right in a moment. (laughs) No, no momento. 
Wait, I actually downloaded I actually downloaded a bell app that I would like to use to say yes. So here we go. Ready? Okay. All right. So you, you think it's Katrina Klein? Here's here's the. Is it Katrina Klein? It it is right. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Oh no, it's not working now. What the actual f? I'm kind of irritated that my bell sounds aren't working. I downloaded this app so that when I was in Wisconsin and I wanted more coffee, that I could just hit a bell and my brother would come and bring me more coffee. Oh gosh, and now it's me. not working. I'm That's irritated okay. about that. That's but okay. at any rate, um, yes. 